Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Um, I am. I'm. I'm. I'm trying to wake up. <laughs> trying to wake up. I know. I know. How are you? I'm good. I cannot complain. I cannot complain. I miss this. I miss getting up. Mm. I was like, oh, well. I said, well, you know, I I got a lot done. I got a lot of studying done. And um, so I have, uh, yeah. I have a, I don't have a lot to share, but I have some things to share, you know, and stuff like that. So everything was for a reason. Everything was for a reason. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Has your son, is your son still in school or or has homeschool stopped for the summer? Um, it's he's he's not gonna have homeschool today. I'll give him a break today. But um there's gonna be some kind of teaching component. Um, it won't be as uh strict as if we were our, we were still in school. But he will always have some kind of teaching component every day. Okay. So he won't get he won't get to relax too much. You know, like you know, we won't be having like five six hour sessions and stuff like that. If he cooperates, it should only last an hour. <laughs> but it's it's totally up to him. So I told him I want homeschool to be where, you know, we get it in, we get it done, and we can move on with the rest of the day, have fun or whatever. But he's so stubborn. So one day we sat here, we started, we started about 10. Tell me why we were still, he was still sitting here. I walked away. I said, you cannot move from this seat until you're done. He was still sitting here at 6 o'clock. I was like, this is so ridiculous. <laughs> I said, boy, you are stubborn. You are one 
cover though, boy. I don't know where you got it, boy. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm not stubborn. Like, not like that. But yeah. But I gotta remember this dinner. You know, the next generation is always a bit stronger. You know, and and takes it a little bit further than ours. So. I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. Are you going to barbecue today? Am I going to? Yes. Um, I got a um a package of of country ribs. It's just it's just like two big ones in there. So I took that down yesterday. So I will season that up, and then I'll put that in the oven. And I'll fix something to go with it. Nothing, nothing major. Oh yeah. I don't. Um, I don't really barbecue. Not on. The, not on the grill. I don't do the grill. I um, I'm 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 too prissy to to do the grill thing. Um, <laughs> all, all that smoking. You know, if I had a gas grill, I probably would. But a, a charcoal grill? No, not gonna happen. Um, <laughs> I I will put some ribs in the oven in a heartbeat. <laughs> you said I'm too pretty. Stop mm-hmm. it. Even when I was, you know, when I was growing up, my, my mother, she did, she always barbecued. Um, I don't know if my, if my stepfather could or not. I just know my mother always did it. She'd be up at 6 o'clock in the morning, um, you know, because there's so many of us, and she had a lot of food to cook, so, and she didn't want to be all day doing it. She'd be out there at six o'clock in the morning, and I do I do all the all the sides on the inside. I do all that stuff. All she had to do was the meat. I do everything else. <clears throat> yeah, that sounds like my mom. After my dad left, she did that too. She was like, you know, come on over here, and I'd be like, mm. I'd be the one to light the fire. And I'd be the one to go back and forth, but mm, yeah, I would be the one to do the barbecue most of the time. She'd tell me when to, you know, flip it over and all that good stuff, but she never let me do the sides too much. So, I don't know. And I was just like, whatever. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> I volunteered. And my sister just looked at me and rolled her eyes. I'm like, whatever. Y'all didn't want me to do it, so, you know. But, yeah, I just, um, it's just amazing to me the things that we do. And we just we wonder why we do it. We don't wonder why we do it anymore. And I'm like, I wonder if the kids today even understand what Memorial Day is supposed to be about. Mm. Or do they just know that this is the last day they get off before school is out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. You know, I'm like, we have lost so much of our history. It's not even funny, you know. So, um, 
That being said, is it what now? No, I'm just, I'm just really, um, I, I'm tripping on the mentality of some of these people today. They were like, there's so many, there's so many, um, <clears throat> you know, smart people, I want to say college people, the millennials are like, don't celebrate Memorial Day. And it's mm-hmm. just like, what? Are you serious right now? You know, let's go back and re- rewrite time. And, you know, and take all the soldiers that were soldiers and not make them soldiers and let's see where we'd be today if we didn't have the soldiers that you're saying don't give some kind of honor to, you know. It it just boggles my mind, you know. It really does. It really does. Did you enjoy the weekend? I'm not going to get deep today. I'm trying not to go deep today. (laughs) Stay surface, Felicia. Stay surface. Okay. (laughs) 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 I got to tell myself that sometimes. Because my daughter's like, oh, Lord, here she go. So I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay real surface. But um, other than that, how was your weekend? Did you enjoy the 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 nice weather we had? Um, actually, for the most part, I've been um inside. I'm trying to. I got stuff I got to get organized. Matter of fact, even today, I got a lot of stuff I got to do. And um, I got. Tax stuff for Sam I need to work on, and then we're trying to get the um, the women's conference um, going. So I am, for the most part, inside trying to get trying to get organized, like I was talking about on the um, mastermind call last night. Okay, okay. I wish I could. I wish I could help. Um. More. Wish I could help out more. But stuff is so up up in the air for me right now. Really irritating. But oh, oh, you mean with the conference? Um, am I supposed to be doing something for the conference? Well, we may need your help. Um. Lisa and I were supposed to to um to meet tomorrow. I was gonna go out to Aurora and she was gonna drive up to Aurora and we were gonna meet, but um my funds are tight and so I said, you know, we just had to um commit to set the time aside on the phone because um school is out for her. So okay. um so we should be able to do it uninterrupted. And so tomorrow we're going to um we're going to phone meet 
and we're going to hash out um, everything. Because she was talking about forming committees and so on and so forth. And I was like, well, we need to know specifically what needs to be done before we start trying to put a committee together. Right. You know, um, because what are we going to be telling them, you know, to do or, or, you know, or whatever if we don't, you know, if we haven't gotten it down ourselves, how are we going to, you know, tell them what to do? So tomorrow is supposed to be our, our meeting to uh, to just go over, like, all the details and, and stuff like that. We might, because um, our biggest thing right now is the venue. Um, you know, we're not going to do it in DeKalb. We're going to have it in Chicago, um, either south side or south suburbs, because um, Lisa just oh, feels okay. it'll open it up to more people. You right. know, um, you know, because you know nobody goes to DeKalb unless you're going to Northern. Um, and so, <laughs> you know, I mean, because there's nothing else to DeKalb. So you know, <laughs> why why do you go out there? Um, right. And so uh, we're still thinking that it's probably going to be. Um, a small, because last year, I think we had, we probably had somewhere in the neighborhood of about 50 people um, last year, including the vendors and that. And um, and even this year, um, I told her gauge between like 50 and 100, um, because we are able to open it up to more people, but it is still in the summertime, and, you know, people are taking vacations and, you know, and that type of thing. And so, um you know, it still could keep the, the numbers down or whatever. But um it just gives us more uh more people that we can at least invite um to the conference if we have it if we have it here. Um, right. and so uh Sam was telling her about um his church that we might be able to use his church. Um so she's supposed to be calling the guy on Tuesday because our product, like last year, the hotel that we had it at, it was a Holiday Inn Express, and we were able to bring in our own food because they don't have food service there. And so uh, we got the, you know, the room was at a good price. We were able to bring in our own food, and so, you know, that keeps the price down too because, you know, the hotels charge you so much for so little. And um, right. so now this year, trying to um, to find a place, um, the food is really what's what's doing it uh, to us. Um, we had wanted to have an all day uh, conference. Um, mm-hmm. With all day, you definitely got to have lunch if you're going to do all day. Um, and so we're thinking right now, maybe from nine to two, and um, we'll do a light lunch um, in there. Um, but we want we still want to be able to bring our own food because we got hotels and stuff that are like you know the I think Lisa said for the places that she's called so far the cheapest in regard to food is like seventeen dollars a person but that's like for a sandwich mm-hmm. you know and if you know seventeen dollars a person I want some hot food right <laughs> I mean I don't care if it is summertime don't come give me a cold sandwich. Um, <laughs> uh-uh, no way. With that hard bread, mm-mm, no. No? no. Okay. <laughs> that would make me angry. Um, 
it, you know, <laughs> I'm organizing it, and that would make me angry. So I'm like, okay, as a participant, like, what is this? Um, right. You know, and then we're trying to keep the ticket. I mean, cause last year the tickets were $25, but it was just a half a day. Um, so if we're going to make it longer and include food, then, of course, the price has to go up. We're trying to keep it from being too astronomical. Um, you know, actually, if we're able to use um, his church, we might be able to to make it a little longer because they may not have the same time restrictions like hotels do. Right. Um, you know, because uh, they 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 do by the hour, and then they have their their breakups of what's considered like um like daytime, afternoon, evening, and if you cross over those times, you know, like the prices change and and all that type of stuff. So. Um, if we can use his church, we might be able to do it even longer. So I'll, I'll mention it to Lisa um, before she before she talks to the guy. Because um, that will justify an increase in price as well. Um, Maybe you could um, get, uh, what you call it, um, you know, get a black-owned catering company and see if they would exchange part of their fee for having the exposure. You know what I mean? Like, maybe because they're not out there like that, maybe they'd be willing to give a discount as long as, like, you give them, like, a sponsorship kind of um, advertising. Okay. For, for the, because um, you know how they jump the goodie bags and stuff, and, you, you know, they give you, like, discounts on certain things. Maybe they give you a discount on the per plate as long as they have, like, uh, um, on the banner, you know, um, I forgot the name of the Women's Conference. I'm sorry, but such and such Women's Conference sponsored by and then whatever the catering company is called, they get to have a billing, you know, a prominent billing. And so, therefore, they're willing to give you maybe 50% off of whatever it would, you know, it will cost for the food. And so, therefore, you don't have to buy at, you don't have to pay as much and, you know. Okay. That's um, because, actually, I was thinking um, I would use the same service I did for um, the thing that I had for Morgan here. Um, oh. And I, th- I found that, actually, uh, by accident. It's actually, it's like, I guess you could say it's it's like a, um, I was about to say Uber for catering, but um, it's a uh, it's on the internet, and I think is it cater dot com. Something I got it written down somewhere, but um, it's all these different restaurants that um, that participate, and they have the menus and that, and so you can go to the restaurant, you can look at the menu, decide what you want, and um, they pick it up from the restaurant uh-huh. and deliver. You let them know, like, what time um, you want the food to be there. And um, 
you know, and they and they deliver it, and they give you the Bunsen burners and the, um, you know, the, the things, the trays, and everything, you know, like to to set it up. The guy was gonna help me set it up, but at, but um, you know, since everybody was, you know, was like running late, I was like, no, we'll just leave it, you know, like as is at the moment. But um, but yeah, I mean, it was like it was like really cool, and and they were on time, and the guy was like really nice. He even helped me carry the stuff up all the way up to the third floor, um, you know, so it was it was a really uh, pleasant experience. And Easy Cater or easycatering.com, I think it was, because um, I had been telling people about it because I really, um, I had really liked the service and stuff. So, um, so yeah, but, but your idea is good, and that's something that we can look into as well if we, if we have a reference. Um, right. You know, uh, if there's someone who's you know who's used a a catering uh, service before, um, you know, they can make some recommendations, and then you know, depending on like the pricing and that, but it's definitely something to uh, to look into without a doubt. Exactly. Now that there was, um, and I can't remember her name. That's the sad part. Oh my gosh. There, because there is a well-known Chicago gospel artist. She has a catering company. I'm a Tamla Man, are you? Huh? You know I'm a Tamla Man, are you? No. Okay. No, no she's just sort of from Chicago. I can't remember her name, though. I cannot remember her name. She was on my timeline for a minute. I don't know if she's still open or if I unfollowed her. Kept her as a friend, but unfollowed her. Because she was, like, always on my timeline about whatever caterings she was doing. Mm -hmm. And so um, I have to look and see if I still have her. Yeah, if you can, if you can, you know, find her name, um, you know, text it or or inbox it to me because um, if um, if when Lisa talks to the guy tomorrow, if you know, if if um, you know, if the possibility, if it's a really strong chance that we can use the place, um, she's gonna come up here so we can go in and check the place out, and so um, while she's up here, if we could, you know. We look into the catering and stuff at the same time. You know, we can try and knock out as much as possible. Okay. Okay. I'll look. I'll look um, after we finish the call and uh, see if I can find it. Because I just, I feel, I can see it. This is plain as day, but I just cannot see the name of it, the name of her. Her name. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what? She's a, she's a caterer, too? And you saying you go, oh, girl. Um, <laughs> you okay? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> that's right. I'm going to Oh, gosh. But anyway. Um, okay, 
But like I said, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be on here long. I don't um because I know everybody, you know, I know you got stuff to do. And uh I gotta I gotta get myself together. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I gotta get myself together because, like I was telling, um, you know, after Sam had um, gave me the words of encouragement yesterday, you know, to stay in the boat, I had to really come to terms with everything that keeps falling through. You know, right? Keeps falling through because. Like when I rented the car, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, just, just, I'll just call the testimony. I'm just gonna share this about making sure that what you're doing is, you, you'll know when it's of God and when it's not of God, you know, and when you stepped out ahead of Him. And so, um, you know, I haven't Ubered at all since March, end of March. You know, and I told you they had repossessed my car, so I've been without a car. It sounds like I felt like, okay, I have nothing coming in. So I'm like, I really need to get some money to come in, you know. So um, I... Ask my dad for some money. And you know, that's a big thing for me to ask him for money. So I asked my dad for money to rent a car. Since I found out you could rent a car and they'll let you Uber with a rental from Enterprise. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to rent from Enterprise. Now I'll get to drive and make me some extra money, blah, blah, blah. Tell me why I did all that. And they were like, oh, yeah, you could only rent from three or four um, stores. But you had to put $350 down as a deposit. And it's $225 a week. And I'm like, what? Me, as an individual renting, it was only a $50 deposit. You know, and I'm like, $350? I have to put all that down at one time. And they're like, yeah. And you could only go to, they have like, a, they had an office, an address on the north side of Chicago. And the farthest south they went was 45th and Western. So they were like, you had to take the car back and then go. I couldn't take the car I rented to the rental place. I had to take the car I rented back to the place I rented it from and then figure out a way to get over to 45th and Western. Hmm. I was like, really? I said, you can't just use the rental I have and let me use it for the week. And they were like, 
No, we can't do that. It has to be from an authorized office. I'm like, okay, no. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot. I was like, that's crazy. That's that's crazy. You know, it shouldn't matter, right? It's it's from enterprise. You, you would think it wouldn't matter. So I couldn't do that, and then. I got all excited, you know, that, um, so that, that fell through. I was okay. It's okay. So I, I brushed myself off. I'm like, I got a call from this, um, the company that was going to hire me for third shift. They finally called me and told me I, I have training. And they were going to send me an email, and <clears throat> it's supposed to start tonight. And they were supposed to send me an email Friday for verification to give me the location and what time to be there and who I'm supposed to see and everything. And so um, they were like, if we don't email you, you email us and you call us. and you know, and we'll make sure to get you the information. I'm like, okay, fine, no problem. So I never got an email Friday. And so I called and I left two or three messages. I sent the email twice, still no response. I think I sent the email on Saturday. I left the message on Saturday, still no response. Now it's today, and today is Memorial Day. I don't know if the office is open or not. Mm-hmm. So. Was this going to be another stay-at-home uh, stay job? No, it was actually where I don't want to go, but, you know, it was like third shift. I was like, I can handle that. It's not rush hour or nothing like that. It's downtown, I think. You know, I don't know how many locations they have. You know, if there's only one location or there's more than one. And so, um, but I didn't receive not an email or a call. And so I don't know. I wouldn't know where to go even if I, if I wanted to, you know. And so I was like, huh, all right. So... <laughs> And then Sam was like, don't get discouraged, stay in the boat. And I'm like, don't get discouraged, stay in the boat. And so I was like, man. (laughs) 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 Oh, gosh. I was like, well, I just, so I did open my mouth this weekend. And then some of the things my son has been doing. I'm like, I know it's, I know it's nobody but God trying to tell me, you know. And so I'm like, you know, I'm getting frustrated with my own science. I'm like, I, I bet you that's how he feels. You know, he was like, he's been telling me to open my mouth. So I'm like, okay, I'm like, Lord, I need. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, I need. You know, I was like, this is crazy. 
crazy. So we'll see. We shall see. I'm like, I send, I'm sending them an email now, you know, as we speak to see if anybody responds. But I, uh, but I did, I told myself, if this job is not meant for me, just let me know. And so when Sam said stay in the boat, I was like, what does that mean, Lord? Stay in the boat. Do I still pursue this? What, you know? But it's it's hard to just sit still. You know, it's hard to 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 see so much so many holes in the boat. And you know you're you're not sinking, but you see the holes in the boat, you know. Right. And you're trying not to panic. Yes. Yes. You know, I mean, there's no water coming up in the boat. You just see the holes in the boat, and it's just like, okay. You know, and I was, I was, I was, um, doing, I heard you guys, you know, when my phone was off. And I was on the computer, and it's just like you're trying not to say anything. You're trying to, you know, listen to the Holy Spirit, and you're trying to make sure that everything is lined up with the Word of God and what He's telling you to do. And you're walking by faith and not by sight. And it's just like, hmm. <sighs> You know, but he, but it works. That's the thing that trips me out. It works. It's just that you got to, you know, you got to put your blinders on. <laughs> you got to put your blinders on. Yeah. Uh, I said, yeah, this is true. Yeah. Put your blinders on and be like, I'm focused. I'm not going to look left. I'm not going to look right. But, my God, my God. Um, okay. Is there anybody else on the line that wants to share? It's just you and I on right now. Okay, cool. All right. Um... You know what? If you wouldn't mind opening us up in prayer, get this started and get it done. Okay. Father, all the praise and all the glory goes to you forever and ever. I thank you, Father, for this day and for allowing us to be able to enjoy it. Father, I thank you for this call. Thank you, Father, for providing a way for Sister Felicia to come back to lead this Bible study. We thank you, Father, for her being obedient and getting up this morning and and leading the call. Father, we, we thank you that anyone, we pray that anyone who takes the time to call in today, that they will hear something on this call that will help them, Father, in their daily walk and in their walk with you, Father. We just thank you 
for this call, for having this place to call in to fellowship and to share and to learn of your word, Father. Father, I pray that we are continuing to be a blessing to others on a daily basis, whether it's just speaking to someone or holding a door open for someone, just a a little simple thing, but acknowledges someone's presence, does something nice for someone else. So, So often we walk in ourselves all caught up with what's going on in our lives that we uh, we forget about other people. So, Father, I just pray that we are cognizant of others and that where we can help out, that we are doing so, Father, and that we are doing so from the heart, not looking for something in return. Thank you, Father, for that for that choice, for that option. Father, we thank you for the free will that you have given us, and I just pray, Father, that we are turning to you first, that we are asking you to direct our steps, that we are looking to you for direction and guidance before we make the choices that we make. And, Father, even though we are not perfect and we do fall down, we thank you, Father, for being that rock at the bottom when we hit it and for helping us to stand back up and to try again, Father. We thank you, Father, for your unconditional love, your mercy, and your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
the minute I saw it, I got irritated. She's like, Ma, it's a fidget spinner. I was like, if you don't go put that thing up, you know. And she's like, Ma, it's it's just it's just the thing that you twirl with your I was like, for what? For what? You know. I said, What do you need it for? And so she was like, They use it to calm their minds down. I was like, You can calm your own mind down if you take the time okay. and, and, and the effort, you know. And she was like, No, it just it just you know, and so she was like and her friend uses it because he talks with his hands. And I'm just like, man, you know, every little thing, they they are really, I said, this world is giving every little thing where you don't have to take no control over yourself. Mm-hmm. No control over yourself, and I said that's that's really scary. Um, it's really scary. Um, and she was like, "My, you just reading too much into it." Um, I said, "Well, I said if you say so, you know." I said, "Maybe." Maybe not. I was like, but my thing is, you know, for that one person, you, who who says that you, you won't get addicted to it or it won't distract you or whatever, how many other people will it affect? Well, they'll be like, I lost my fidget spinner, and so I just shot up the whole store. Like, you know, the mentality of people is not as strong as it used to be because everything is about just, I can't control myself. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Don't, you know, it just, I'm sorry. It just boggles my mind. (laughs) It just boggles my mind. Yeah, I don't, I don't, um, you know, understand the purpose of it. Um, The teachers have been banning it in the classrooms because, you know, it's so distracting Um, because, you know, it's something else to take the kid's uh, mind off of what they're supposed to be doing, you know. And so they're playing with that thing instead of paying attention to the teacher. And then there's been a problem with the little, I guess, the the metal things or whatever with kids swallowing them. And we're not even talking about little kids. Even a 10-year-old has swallowed. And I'm like, okay, why is it anywhere near their mouth? You know, mm-hmm. like I said, the whole thing just um, just boggles the, the mind as as far as the purpose of it. I'm not seeing how that, you know, like calm somebody. Do some deep breathing exercises. You want to be calm. Um, <laughs> you know, I just, <laughs> you know, to me it's just another thing to, to waste money on and the kids are caught up in, you know, everybody else got one. I need to have one too. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, and I was I went and I looked it up. I'm like, because I even asked her. I said, "Have you noticed like how these different dances, like a lot of dances, never catch on real fast when we were growing up? You know, you might see a couple of people doing it here or there, but never where 
everywhere you turn, somebody's doing this one dance. Because a lot of people think the dance is lame. But now it's just like any dance that they come up with, you see them, you know, all over the video and the social media and everything. It's just like, what is really going on? What is really going on? Um, but it, it, it shows the mentality. Um, I'm sorry. It just shows the mentality of how people are. Um, and the thing is, it's like today. Today is Memorial Day. And so um, the thing that, that was standing out for me, you know, um, was like what I said, you know, like I said, nobody really remembers what today is for. They just know unless they are part of the armed forces, they just know today is a day off. Mm-hmm. They don't understand the the um the purpose or the freedoms that were received on, you know, the reason why we have a Memorial Day. And so, um I'm sorry. Okay. Um, so, um, Memorial Day was a day set aside to remember those who died while serving in the U.S. Armed Forces for the U.S. and other countries. You know, I I think we're the only country besides maybe Europe that will fight anybody else's war, just to be funny. Okay, I'm not going to go there. But, um, <laughs> you know, we, we, we're everywhere, you know what I mean? And so even though we might disagree with why we were over there, but these people who, these soldiers, the Army, the Navy, the Marines, you know, um, the Air Corps, they all chose to join these forces because they believe in the cause of keeping the United States safe. You know, and they've lost their lives, they've lost limbs, you know, or whatever. And so we got to remember those who never, who didn't come back. 
as well as their families, you know. So on this day, I mean, yeah, we're waving a flag and we're barbecuing, but you have the other people who were actually directly affected by it, you know, that are getting honor because they actually lost somebody or they were there. And just to be acknowledged is something, you know. And for a lot of the college people and, you know, between the ages of 21 and 30, something, how they're just kind of frivolously saying, oh, they don't need to be honored. It's like all these freedoms that we have, you know, that we receive because of their sacrifice. You know, it's just, it's, you wouldn't have First Amendment, Second Amendment, you know, being able to go to school or none of that stuff if they hadn't gone and fought some of the things that that, that were fought before. No, not maybe not Vietnam, maybe not Iraq or Iran, but you know the stuff that came before World War One, World War Two. You know all of those things that were directly affecting the United States. If if those soldiers weren't there. Where would we be? You don't know. I don't know, and I'd rather not know. But you know, I mean, because because of that that sacrifice, and the same thing with, um, and that brings us to communion. Just like we use Memorial Day, that comes once a year. You know. But we should, just like we should do everything else, we should honor our parents more than just on Mother's Day and Father's Day on their birthday. We should honor. The thing is we're honoring those people who sacrificed, who gave, who who did more than just pat us on the back, but actually sacrificed something to make our lives better. You know, and I was looking at this um, this play last night. It's an old play. It's called Laugh to Keep from Crying. And the daughter was so disrespectful, you know, like she didn't appreciate the sacrifices her mom made. You know, her mom was, you know, single mom, two kids, you know, went to work every day. But she was like, but I want, you know, I want brand-named clothes and I want brand-named, you know, and she's done nothing for me because she's not giving me what I want, you know. And it's like, it's just like that. That's how the mentality of the world is now. Well, we did all this fighting, you know, why are we giving the memorial? We don't have what we want. We can't do what we want. We can't, you know, and it's just like 
but look at where you are compared to where everybody else is. Everybody else is coming over here because of the quote-unquote freedoms that we're supposed to have. But now you're trying to take those freedoms away because you're sensitive or because it's not what you really want. You want something different. And so um, this world is really turning topsy-turvy. It really is. And then we look at the communion where we are, we do a memorial remembering the sacrifice of Christ. You know, all of these things to remember. God has, you know, I was looking in the scriptures a while back, and a lot of stuff he says is remember. Remember my word. Remember the sacrifice. Remember myself. Remember me. Remember where you've come from. Remember. remember. Everything is about remembering. But if we, because when we forget, that's when we make the same mistakes. We make the same, um, we take the same actions and think we're going to have a different result. What is that saying? Um, that's only part of the saying. It's like, you know, only an idiot, only, uh, oh gosh, I gotta Google it because I thought, um, Help me, help me. Help me, remember, Lord. There we go. Insanity, Albert Einstein. There you go. Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And and that's what we've been doing for the past eight to ten years. You know, we've been doing the same things over and over, expecting, you know, expecting different results, but, and then scratching our head when we get the same result. Like, why didn't it work differently? Because you're doing the same thing that you did yesterday, and you knew it didn't work yesterday, so why would you do it again today? Hmm. You know, and it's like, I think, you know, when it comes to our rights and when it comes to the politics of this age and when it comes to all these other different things, religion, religious acts, and, you know, and forcing people to try to see things your way. All this stuff has been done before. But because we forgot, you know, because people don't want to remember that this has been done before, they're doing it again, and they're like, this looks deja vu-ish. Like, didn't we do this before? And it's like, yeah, we did this before. We, we, 
We came around this mountain before. And you see that point right there was what we knew it didn't work. And ta-da, we're right here again. And it set up to work. And, and, and now it's like God is telling us, the, the body of Christ, not, to, not so much as the whole world, because the whole world, again, is not following him, is not honoring him, is not even remembering him. But those who are trying to remember him and trying to go back and, and honor him for the sacrifices and honor him for the freedom that we receive. And that we're not reconciled because the thing is, when you, in, for Memorial Day and for communion, for, the, for some of the wars that were before, especially between the Union and the Confederacy and, you know, and the war between, you know, the government and, and Christ. It was all about reconciling the people to those in authority. You know, the Union and the Confederacy, yeah, they they reconciled. Everything came to us. Everything came to a head. We still got the short end of the stick as uh, people of race, but it started. It started a whole different. Um, what's the word? It started the ball rolling, basically, for us to be able to get the civil liberties that we have, where the rights that we finally are, have, have established are there. The thing is, those same rights we understand as a people we understand that they only go so far, that they extend only so far, because we understand that everybody has an opinion. Everybody is individual. We understand that. But the way the world is set up now, they're structuring it so that everybody is, should be of, should be of like mind and see things if 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 Joe Schmo sees it one way, then everybody should see it that way. Even though that's not the case, even though that takes with individuality, that doesn't matter. And I had I me and my dad had this conversation a while back. I had to <laughs> Uh, I wasn't trying to be disrespectful, Lord. And if I was, I apologize as I think about this. But I told myself, I'm glad you're not God. I said, because he honors me being the individual that I am. And that's where we have to have that honoring and, and remembering that there's a difference between what we, you know, like even like with Memorial Day, we have to remember that we were not always at peace with everybody. Memorial Day also helps us to remember that there's a, there was a fight, you know, that there was, 
there was there was a reason there was something other than peace that that was in the world at one time. So we didn't always have it easy. There was a time of complications. There was a time where it wasn't, you know, all bed of roses and and tinsel through the tulips. And it's the same thing with remembering Christ. Because of the the history that we know of what he went through, we understand that it wasn't it wasn't just, you know, a slap on the wrist and he was hung on a cross. There was extreme there was extreme um circumstances there was extreme um I swear I'm looking for Pam. Um there was extreme conflicts that went behind what before, you know, before there was peace. Before there was a, a, a moment where you could say, "Oh, they did that for me." So in those extreme, extreme conflicts, that's where the freedom came in, both from the wars that were natural and the war in the spiritual. And, and, and we're still fighting those wars today. I mean, there's there's repercussions. Um, that they're still even now being played out. You know, we you know, when you look at the news and everything, there are repercussions. There's still small pockets of warfare in different parts of the country where we as a nation are still sending our armed forces to to quote unquote help out. But the same thing with with God. It didn't stop at the sacrifice of Christ and him ascending to heaven. We're still battling wars now, you know, trying to stay faithful to God, even in spite of what our flesh wants, even in spite of what our circumstances look like. We're fighting a war every day to stay faithful to God, but because we have a communion with Christ, either at the physical communion where you're breaking bread and you're drinking the wine or even through the constant communication and the fasting and the prayers and, you know, and reading your, reading the word, that communion that you have with the Holy Spirit helps you to remember where he brought you from, the extreme conflicts that you had to go through to get to the freedom, excuse me, the freedom that you have. And so um, the the thing that he, um, that I was going to talk about today was unmerited grace mercy and favor. Um, hold on one second. Are there any questions or comments at this time? 
No, I'm good so far. I'm sorry, I had to write that down. Okay. Um, and so one of the things, the thing that he wanted me to talk about was um, unmerited grace, favor, and mercy. Because I was I was sitting there, I was last night, I was for last, and I'm like, listen to this minister and again it's like if we don't remember you know the whole point of unmerited grace and favor or we're not given all the information we won't remember it you know and like he was like all it was and the minister's like, yes, and grace and mercy, and grace and mercy, and grace and mercy. And I'm just like, but there's more to that scripture. And, you know, and it's just like, it's, 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 it, it, it bothered me because I couldn't remember what the rest of the scripture was. And so, um, but as he was talking, you know, me, I'm, I'm Googling it, and I'm like, but it says faith by grace, uh, grace by faith. The two words are attached to each other. And I said, but you're not telling them how they're supposed to receive this grace and mercy. You just make it seem like, you know, they just make it seem like, oh, it's just there for the take unmerited grace, mercy, and favor. And, you know, and that goes, you know, and it's, it, it's all connected because that's how this generation is thinking. I have these rights, but you're not understanding the fight that goes in to having these rights or the fight that went in before you to make sure you had these rights. Or you're not, you're purposely not understanding why, you know, where these rights came from. And and it's, it, 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 okay, Lord. And the Lord said, he said, the world will forget basically the history of itself because man can rewrite history. 
But he said, my word will always, he said, man will change, but my word will never change. And the more you look at what's going on in the world today, they're even changing history to line up with what they want this world to look like. And God is just like, but you can't, you know, he let us know that that, that at least he's steadfast. He's like, I'm unmovable. I'm not going to change. He said, he said, I'll be the same as I was yesterday, today, and forever. So don't look to me to change. I'm not going to do it. But the world is changing everything to accommodate the feelings and the emotions of every breath, every person that, as my dad used to say, that person that barks the loudest, whoever barks the loudest gets to change history, gets to change the information given, gets to change what we're supposed to remember. And so the church needs to remember the basics. We need to remember where we, our foundation is. We have to remember what we base our lives on so that as this time period goes on, we don't get caught in the wave and tide of change. We have to remember whose we are. We have to remember what sacrifices were made. We have to remember what extreme conflicts we went through so that we don't forget and start trying to do the same thing over and over again and walk into the insanity, which is this world. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so but the only thing that, that um, I'm, I'm pretty much done is um, – is is God wants us to go back to the basics. So us talking about the spirit, soul, and the body, it was said that we're going to be there for the rest of the year. I was like, yeah, we're going to have to stay there, stay right in that lane, right in that area, because we have to remember that it's because of his grace and mercy and his unlimited favor that it's that we're here that we're able to we're able to live breathe and have being we have to remember the sacrifice of Christ that our salvation is based on our faith it's not based on you know, yeah, there's nothing that we can do that gives us grace and mercy and favor. It's our faith. 
that gives us grace, mercy, and favor. And, and no one is speaking on that. No one is really telling us that we have to have, we have to remember to believe that Christ was. They're taking Christ out of it and saying a lot about God, but nothing about Jesus Christ, nothing about Yeshua HaMashiach, nothing about him at all. They're saying, oh, God, 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 but it's because of Christ that we can go to God. It's about our faith in remembering his sacrifice and, and having faith that he did do the sacrifice that we're able even to be reconciled unto the Most High God. So that's that's what we're going to be talking about in even the Bible studies, going back to the basics and understanding the illustrations of the history that he gave us in the book. Because that is why he gave us the the story about David and Abraham and Jacob and it's not just the, for the natural man, it's for the spiritual man as well. To remember that there are extreme conflicts to bring freedom to the body of Christ so that we'll have we're able to walk by faith and not by sight. Good morning. Good morning. Um, this you know, question, you know, I I hear you continue to reiterate the word remember, remember, remember. We have to remember. Um, what is why? Um, what are some of the things that you believe happens? The reason we forget, and how is it that? How can we? What is it that we can reinstitute into our lives to keep us uh, in a constant remembrance phase? Well, one of the things that we can do, I mean, it's just it's it's just like sitting down and and we sit down and have our one-on-one time with God. He brings back to remembrance a lot of things. Um, when Sam tells us to put up on the board, you know, on your wall, the quotes and things like that, that helps us remember. Telling it to our kids, having it in a in a conversation, that brings it back to our remembrance. Because, I mean, yeah, every time you bring it up, you're not going to always have a, you know, oh, remember in 1492 when Columbus sailed the ocean blue? I mean, there's no way to bring that up in a conversation. But there's a way that when we when we um, have a conversation that we're able to to bring history into any conversation, even if it just, if you should be talking about something and if it will trigger something in your mind, it doesn't even, even have to be something spoken out loud, but when you're ministering to somebody else, 
that brings things to your remembrance as well. Not just ministering as far as the word of God, but just the encouraging word because you're sharing what you've gone through in your life. That helps you remember, well, you know what? I got I did get through that, didn't I? Okay. And so it helps you not to forget, you know, like I like me talking to my daughter about her relationship with her boyfriend. It reminds me of the stuff that I don't want to go through again. You know what I mean? But if we don't, if we don't, if we decide not to share our testimonies, if we decide not to look at our lives the way it actually happened and and walk around like, you know, a lot of people do now, they forget where they've come from. Look at some of the rich folks, you know, some of them who came from the projects or from trailer parks and they came into some kind of money or they they graduated, they got degrees and now they're putting on these airs like they don't remember the struggle from before because they because they hide it. We're not supposed to hide where we came from. We're not supposed to hide it for what? It's not something to be ashamed of. That was your life. But that gives somebody, when you're, when you're trying to encourage someone else, long story short, when you're encouraging someone else and you're telling them about what you've been through, that helps you remember and not forget. And so, therefore, you don't get the big head and you won't make those mistakes again. Does that make sense? Did I answer it? I, I don't want to, like, does that, that, that answer the question? Um, yeah, it addresses it. And the reason I posed the question is simply because, you know, even as you were talking, it um, made me think. Um, I, some individuals, some of us, um, have a way, I would say, or even a habit of uh, putting things in a secure place cognitively and not even realizing. Because, you know, some things we just don't want to revisit again. And, you know, not even realizing how those experiences really. Uh, embody the grace and favor that we were, you know, um, ushered up under the reason that we survived it, even if it was in a manner that we weren't all that pleased with, or even if we survived it and we were bruised or scarred to some degree. And so, um, you know, that was the reason that I posed the question, because oftentimes, depending on what situations are, people just have a way of, you know, putting things in under lock and key, Yeah, you know, in their mind, not even realizing uh, that they do it. 
Yeah. And that's true. And what I've learned in this last this last year and a half is that lock and key. Um you know, that door that we put some of that stuff in, um, even though it's it's under lock and key, it it holds back a lot. Right. You know, and so it, it didn't it didn't that's a whole other thing because now you have to work at it. Now you have to work at it because you have to you have to be willing to go behind that door. Because for me, me personally, I remember more now that I've unlocked that door mm-hmm. than I was before. Unfortunately, I lost. Uh, I, I told my, my my sister kind of looked at me crazy, but I told her I said because of a lot of stuff that I tried to forget, mm-hmm. I forgot a lot of stuff. Right. So you want to you want to not not remember. So you want to remember everything. You you have to remember the good and the bad and the bitter with the sweet. You have to remember all of that because if you made it, I was looking at now I'm I'm channeling criminal minds now. So I was looking at criminal minds yesterday, and it was an episode with Shamar Moore. This is before he left the show, and. He was um, he was dying, and um, he was going through extreme conflict, you know, in his body, and they were flashing between his reality and him being in a um, you know an unconscious state, and. The, the guy, Danny Glover was playing his dad, and he had him walk through all of the bad that happened in his life. And he said, and, and the profound thing was, um, the profound thing that Danny Glover said was, because um, Shaman Moore goes, why do you have me going through all this? I put it, as you said, under lock and key. And David Glover said, you have to go back through these hurt times to see how strong you were so you can understand how strong you are. And when he said that, I was like, wow. I said, Lord, so that's why, you know, these last, you know, this last year and a half, I felt like I had to keep, like, digging at my dad and digging at things that I've been going, you know, digging at my past to get to the understanding that I can do more. I am more than what I see, you know. And so if you have yourself under lock and key, you're holding yourself back. And and you and you don't know 
You don't know your own wealth. You don't know your own um, value because you've hidden half your value behind the door. And so now you got to start. You know, it's 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 like you you're you're worth ten million, but eight million is behind the door. So you're like, I'm only worth two million dollars. And God was like, No, you're actually worth more than that. He's like, No, all I see before me is two million dollars. That's it. Well, the other eight million is behind the door because it's through it's through our bad times that it shows not only our strength but the strength and favor that God gave us in His strength. It shows his, with him walking with us, it shows what he did as well. So it's just like, we have to remember all of it. And it's hard because, you know, some of the mistakes that we've made, it's like, but I don't want to revisit those mistakes. But, yeah, the mistakes made us strong too. So, you know that. Oh, good morning. Good morning. And and um, that was a good um, the uh, you going back to um, <clears throat> criminal minds is a good analogy because the reason we do not reflect is because we're reflecting on us and the trauma and the, you know, bad taste and the bad experience that we, you know, have experienced, and that's all we see. We don't see the invisible aspect of God's grace that sustained us to survive whatever that situation was. Mm-hmm. And so, the, the the you know, the truth of the matter is that is you know, uh, skill building or strengthening of our gifts and us not really knowing it. And so when we do begin to increase or exercise um, our faith by um, changing the way or increasing our communication and fellowship with God, when those things are revealed to us, the unfortunate part is that to see that skill set, we have to touch those vulnerable places because that's where they were built. That's where they were strengthened when you had to go in what we call survival mode. That's when those skills and things were, you know, strengthened or that's when we um, that's when we realized they were there. We just do not see them in the spiritual aspect. We see them in the carnal aspect because that's what made us survive. Uh-huh. And so once we become, you know, more spiritually uh, connected and more spiritually uh, knowledgeable as to who we are, that's when we are able to peel back the layers, so to speak, to see how those strengths and, you know, how those skills were strengthened. Mm. Mm. 
know, you know, it's um you know, God um it, it's really, really interesting the fact that you know, God how he communicates with us and we oftentimes put up these shields and it's our life experiences that bring about that same knowledge base that God was trying to communicate with us. <clears throat> beforehand. And so as we grow, as we mature, and again, as we, you know, become more spiritually um, curious um, and we become more eager to grow, uh, understanding that we are spiritual beings, that's when those epiphanies begin to happen. And, you know, you have those deja vu experiences where you begin to see what they were really um made of or the reasons that we were exposed to them. And we remember the resilience, you know, Mm -hmm. that we, you know, have that we were able to survive. And that's when you, you know, become more and accepting of the knowledge base that it's been God the whole time. You just thought it was you or a luck of the draw maybe, depending on where we are in our life at that time. And it is our, you know, spiritual uh, thirst for, you know, more understanding and knowledge that we begin to see that it was us walking under the auspices of God's grace and favor and his mercy the entire time. Yes, Lord. But that knowledge also teaches you, because, see, beforehand, we, um, like I said, when you know, we have this uh, mental or cognitive lockdown or securing things under lock and key. That's because we don't understand. We just know we have to do it. But once we begin to build our relationship with God, that's when he teaches us how to use that skill set that we were. It worked out to our good, but, you know, because we got to a place where, you know, we begin to depend on ourselves. That's when you pile up all the little skeletal things in the closet, and so God begins to teach us how to properly and appropriately use that gift, where you can pick and choose those things that you shut out or you deflect. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> My God. Can you can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Wait, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh. Because sometimes I'm, I do the star six and I forget to hit it again and I just start talking. But no one can hear me. Can you speak up some now? Yes. Yeah. Is that better? A little bit. You might have to start using a little bit of your outside voice. Okay, if you're talking now...
Okay, Lisa, if you're talking now, we can't hear you at all. Can you all hear me? Okay, we can now. Yeah. See, I'm for every day since foolishness. Um, no, I was saying that I wasn't talking that loud because Maya's in their sleep. But as soon as she hears my voice, she just wake up and come in here and she just want to start talking to me. <laughs> I'm trying to hide. I'm serious, man. Oh, I just want to be quiet for a minute. Um, but what I was going to say was I was just listening to the conversation and it's really interesting because um, there's going to be mm, there's going to be some um, some transparency at that women's conference when I speak. And Sam, you and I kind of touched on it for a second that I wasn't going to do it at first, not because I care about you know what anybody thinks. Y'all know I don't care about what nobody thinks. Um, but because, and Erica, I'm sure some on some level you can relate to this, because my mother is going to be there. And there has been so much that has happened to me since a young girl that I never told anybody because I was always more concerned with how my tragedy was going to affect somebody else. Like, I didn't want to bother anybody. I didn't want to, you know, um, my mom, as I got a little bit older, she was having problems with my stepfather. So she always seemed sad or frustrated, so I didn't want to tell her about this horrible thing that happened to me. So I carried 99.9% of the stuff that has occurred um, to me um, with me not telling my family, like I told friends, but not telling my family, the people who could have and should have been doing something about it. So I I carried that, and I carry It's crazy now that I think about it. And so, um, but I realized that that, that uh, um, sharing that um, in this conference is going to set somebody free, um, that I've or at least start the process. So I've been instructed that it's time to start outing myself. It's time to start being transparent about that which is going to help somebody else, which I never had a problem with. But I just, even to this day, right now, because my mom has her depression issues and whatever else, there's always some issues. Um, You know, my primary concern is, what if my mom can handle it? You know, what if my mom, you know, leaves the conference feels bad about herself and does something? You know what I mean? Like, that's a really heavy burden to carry. I just didn't never realize it. But it's a heavy burden to carry um, when, when you, when it's something serious, you know, and you need to share it. And so, um, in the vein of the conversation this morning, I woke up. I mean, last night was really rough. I was up half the night. Um, stressed about this and that, and when I woke up this morning, it, was a, it wasn't even a voluntary thought, you know, what was in my head was, remember that time, so, 
so-and-so and such-and-such happened, that was me. Remember that time when you got snatched down in that basement and that man didn't kill you? That was me. Remember that time, you know, you got set up for this day? That was me. Remember that time? That was me. I, I mean, and it was a list of craziness. And God was like, yeah, man, that was me. That was me. You're still here. That was me. That was me. That was me. And so um, you all are talking about grace, favor, and mercy. And he revealed that to me this morning that you were talking about remembrance. And he brought back to my remembrance um, that foolishness, all of those acts of foolishness that had occurred both unto me and things that I had done also in response. Um, and I'm still here. And not only am I still here, but, I, you know, I don't have squat. That's a dog, I'm sure. I mean, I don't have, you know, money reserves or material things or anything like that, but I got my right mind and my children that are healthy. I got my education. You know, I, I, I'm in a position of influence. Even though I'm influencing only about five people, I'm still in a position, um, been placed in a position of influence. So, um, it's just interesting to me how the turn of the conversation hits uh, and aligned with <clears throat> the experience that I had upon waking this morning. That's all I wanted to share. Well, you know, um, the interesting thing about what you're saying is when you're in ministry period, um, you know, we have these, um, I guess, a little colloquial marginal adages of saying that, you know, when I'm preaching to others, I'm preaching to myself. And... Mm -hmm. You know, remembering, I guess, you know, these I statements that we make, um, the I statements are applicable to even those hearers where they take it personal. It may be the word, um, the storyline may be coming from someone else, but when you replace that character that you hear of, for instance, if I am the listener to your story, once I replace the character that typically is you with myself, the story becomes personalized, and I, too, begin to remember. I, too, begin to reflect on the grace and mercy that God has granted or blessed me to walk up under as well. And so just like we say, you know, uh, when we preach or talk about forgiveness, and forgiveness is for self. Again, when you you know use it as a mirror uh, a mirror type of um, perspective, you begin to see your face in the mirror, even though it's someone else's story. And some of the scenarios differ from that of the storyteller. But then, when you begin to embody that and put your face and your being in that position you also begin to remember how those some of those things are applicable to you and understanding that 
the re-traumatization or the hurt or pain that we have, have to go through and that we probably continue to go through when we reflect and remember. Um, that's why God blesses us with the skill set and the fact that we come to the knowledge base at such a time in our life, whenever that may be for every person, because I'm sure it's different. But that's where it, we begin to see how everybody else really go through the same process. The process really doesn't differ for anyone. What differs is when we go through it or experience it. And what I'm simply saying is, yes, um, if God moves and leads you to go down this vein and the fact that your mom will be present, that's, you know, you have to follow what God is directing and instructing you to do. The truth of the matter is, your mom has these, she, she has some type of feelings and thoughts around this same situation, and she may not have gotten to the place where she can heal and grow in some of these areas, which may come through your story and her replacing you with herself to be able to see things the way God is asking her to. Because remember, we have to begin to see ourselves through the eyes of God and not necessarily through our own eyes. And that comes oftentimes through our ministry and, as Felicia was saying, and through our testimony. Mm -hmm. And so your testimony could actually, you know, be that opening and that, you know, initial process where your mom begins to reflect and remember. Not to say all of it is going to be good because, as I was saying, oftentimes the way we really look at things is we look at, the, we look at self and we are conflicted with how we see self and how really society or people have taught us to see ourselves. And we reflect on the hurt. We don't look at the, the strength aspect of us surviving, though it may be with a gunshot wound or with a bruise or whatever the wound may be, but the fact that we were resilient and we survived. And so if, if you know, it helps you as you, you know, con, you know uh, continue to process and pray to God, you know, how you're going to, you know, maneuver through this whole thing for the woman's conference, though you tell your story, you, if we reflect on that remembrance of, you know, the goodness of God's grace, favor, and mercy, that, you know, somewhat takes the sting away from us, but also from the person who has been halted or stagnated from really, you know, embracing God because the hurt may be just too much to bear to get past the hump to see God. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, we have to, yes, you know, we have to look at our pain, our story, but we have to focus more so on the goodness of God's grace, mercy, and favor that has allowed us to live through it because he allowed mm -hmm. us to survive for a reason. Right, 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 right. So, mm. you know, 
the wound, you know, the bruise or the scar is still there. And, you know, sometimes you put your hand across it because it makes you do just what Felicia was saying was remember. But, you know, and I, again, I pose the question because we do have a way of putting things under lock and key, and it causes more harm than good. And we think um, forgetting, we think forgetting or locking it away is is what's best for us because it helps us survive. But in all actuality, once you build, you know, you continue to pile things on top of things, it begins to rot. Mm. And so it, you know, it begins to rot from the inside and it permeates through the outside. So. Mm. But as Christian says, his mercy endures forever. And that's through telling our story, through, you know, um, specifically talking about your woman's conference, which your title of the woman's conference is how you began to free yourself. Mm-hmm. Is to be in a place where you're willingly seeking God that he can remove those things, you know, get on the inside where it's beginning to rot and spoil and that we begin that purge process and encourage Mm -hmm. individuals that though it may be uncomfortable, that some of this may not feel good, I promise you on the other end, you know, it's the, you know, it's that surgery Mm -hmm. that's needed to begin the healing process. Mm. Mm. You know, and and the thing is just to <laughs> that is why you're always Lisa you that is, you it's time for you to go behind that door and that lock and that key and open that door up wide and let the sun shine in. That's why when you get you get into that 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 mindset of everything feels like it's closing down on you because you're you continually try to shove things into this room that's already full, you know, because um, like you were saying about everything that that you don't you don't want to hurt your mom's feelings and you don't want to you know. You don't want people to, you know, feel bad because they weren't there for you when they when they should have been and things like that of that nature. It's it's to the point now where that closet, that space is is already full. And the reason why you always feel like you're drowning is because that space is already full. You you know, and the thing is, you know your strength and you know your worth to a point. But there's so much behind that door that you need and should be pulling from because you are a survivor. 
you know, they always um, there's this there's this mentality of well, I was never a victim. Well, you you, it's not about playing the victim. It's about it's about knowing that in spite of whatever you went through, you're still standing. You're still fighting. You're still. I mean, that goes for everybody on this line, who who's on the call today, or who's not on the call. It's still about you're here and you're still fighting. Sam tells us that all the time. If you can, if you woke up this morning and your feet hit the and your feet hit the floor, and you haven't given up on life or yourself, then you are you already made it half the way. But it's it's that door that holds us back. It's that door that keeps us from stepping through to our next level. Because it's that door. Behind that door it are things that we've dealt with, that we have not dealt with to the end. We have not dealt with it. We haven't looked at it for what it was. It was an experience that molded me to be the person I am. And so, like, for me to be transparent, that's why I make sure I think about what I say before I say it. There are some people who it's up and out. There are some people, but for me, I have to think, two or three times about what I'm going to say before I say it because I know I can be very hurtful in what I say because of the way things were always presented to me. But I didn't know that until I looked past that door. And that was something I learned, you know, a couple of years ago. So now before I say anything, I'll breathe and I'll reflect and, you know, and I'll make sure to 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 try to see everything from everybody's perspective before I, I say anything. Because I don't want to be that person who speaks out of turn and in a callous manner. And I found out that I got that from my dad. He lets it fly out of his mouth, and he doesn't care. So I have to be doubly aware of what I say because I know I can go there. And so it's, it's us looking at those gems. I look at them now as gems that are part of me. So sometimes you just gotta look at it. That I mean, look at when you see my when I see my son, when I see my daughter, and they do certain things. That's me looking at other gyms. I'm like, where y'all get that from? Now I gotta go back to the same. Don't get me wrong. I still got stuff in that door that I still have not dealt with. But we're working on it. It's gotten better. 
it's gotten better. But we have to go to that door and really start looking through that stuff. Because then you'll find nuggets of things that you forgot were a part of you. That you forgot were a part of you. And once you incorporate that stuff back in your life, you will be like, man, I missed it. I missed it. I really did. I didn't know. I didn't know. I still had this in me. Wow. Because I kid you not, I listened to Erica, and I said, I used to, there are certain aspects of your your character, Erica, that I'd be like, I used to be that way. And Lisa and Pam and even Morgan when, when she talks, and I'm like, now i got to go back to the door, you know, it's not under lock and key anymore, but I got to go back to the door and and go in and look at myself and what I have not reflected on and deal with it so that I can get those pieces of me back and start being able to use use me and start being able to use them again. So when you do this conference, not only will you be opening the door for others, but for yourself. And, and yeah. Oh, if you don't mind, I would like to interject just quickly because mm-hmm. this is exactly... Um, you know, sometimes you have to back your way in a situation just to get to where you're trying to go. Mm-hmm. And, this, you know, though you, it's not um, under lock and key anymore, the the thing about what you said is um, about remembering it's a practice. Like it says, exercise your faith. Mm-hmm. The reason that it's not under lock and key, but you still somewhat revert back to some of that behavior is because you exercise that behavior. Or I'm going to say we because, you know, I just said you because of you telling your story. But we exercise that reverting and locking behind the door so often that you do it without realizing it. And so, and and that's where and and that's where we, you know, I was, you know, you know, hoping that, you know, we navigate the conversation to because what God is telling us about exercising our faith and the fact that we say faith is an action word is something that you know, like a muscle, you have to exercise, you have to put it to practice because it becomes something that you innately do when you practice it enough that you don't, you know, it just becomes a part of who you are. And so the fact that we were uh, putting things under lock and key or we tried to hide them because we felt that it was protecting us, even when it comes to our realization that this is what we were doing, we still have to practice not doing it because if we do not, it's such an 
innate thing that we do it and not even realize it. Because we've done it for so, so long that it's habitual. Mm. And, you know, you look at you like, dog, did I do that? But I told myself I wasn't going to do that because now I know that this is what I used to do and this is how I would treat a situation, so I'm not going to do it any longer. And it's not so much that you, you know, and the thing is we think that we have, we're in control. God has been telling us all along we ain't never been in control. It's been him. But it's still us looking at us. It's still us being mad at self because, dang it, I said I wasn't going to do this again. Well, we don't have any type of control, and the power is not within us. The only time we have the power is if we allow, we seek it from God and ask him to give it to us through him and his son, Jesus Christ. So, again, we go back to this habit of under lock and key before we realize it because we've practiced it for so many years that we don't even look at and realize the steps that we go through to do it because it's second nature. So it's such an unconscious thing because we've done it for so long, just like I've given the analogy over the past couple of weeks. And I'm not sure if you heard it, though, um, Felicia, that I'm at this place with my job. I can do my job with my eyes closed. I could be blind with my eyes closed, blindfolded. They could be taped. And I can manipulate your arms to do it because I've done it for so long. I need to see it to, or look at it to ensure that I've gone through the steps. But if I would just relax and find comfort and complacency in it, I can manipulate anybody's hands to do it because it's become habitual for me. It's repetitive. And so is it with our behavior mm. before you even realize it. It is habitual and repetitive. It's just like getting up, walking. You know how sometimes you say, dang, did I put deodorant on this morning? Mm-hmm. Dang, I walked out the house and forgot my deodorant. But see, the thing is, your your process, your routine is so habitual and repetitive, you don't realize it that you've forgotten it until you're doing something else and whatever it is, the, those epiphany moments, or the deja vu when something hits you, like, oh, my gosh, dang, did I put on deodorant? <laughs> and that's exactly how, you know, a lot of our bad behaviors come into existence and begin to stay with us for so long because it's a habitual, repetitive behavior that we've practiced, uh... that we've exercised so long that it's just second nature. It just happens. And God is telling us when we seek him, when we believe in him, when we trust him, when we read his word, when we pray, you know, if, if God has blessed us with speaking in tongues, that it becomes in second nature because it's just something we've done repetitively that before you realize it, you go into that 
gifting, that state of mind, that practice. Mm. That's all I want to say. You I'm go back on me. You go ahead. Uh-uh. How do we break habits, though? How do we, how do we go from being, oh, jeez. How do we go from being habitual to actually paying attention? So well, I like to... oh. no, well, let me let me be. I was gonna say, I'm... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Was that addressed, Erica, or let let me just say this real quickly. You're talking about how do we change our habit from a bad habit to a good habit? Uh-huh. The same way we created the bad habit, do it. Mm-hmm. I was just getting ready to say that. Because, you know, just like, yeah, just mm-hmm. like we continue, mm-hmm. you know, to indulge in the behavior time after time, mm-hmm. it's a cho- all of mm-hmm. it is a choice. That's a choice. All of it is a choice. Well, I chose to sleep with this man's husband. And I chose to Uh-oh. do it again and again. It became a practice. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, just, I mean, I'm just saying. I I chose, you know, to mistreat people. And guess what? I chose to do it again and again and again. It became a habit. So guess what? I chose to steal from the store. And I chose to do it again and again that it becomes a habit that, Hell, when I walk in the store now, my it's just easy for me to just grab something off the shelf and put it in my pocket because it's a habit. <clears throat> I chose to smoke cigarettes that I chose to pick it up again and again. But guess what? It's a habit. And now I'm addicted, so I keep stealing. I keep sleeping with somebody else's husband. I keep picking up the cigarettes or I keep drinking the soda or I keep eating or overindulging, hey. it's a choice. And once you have chosen it so often, it becomes habitual and repetitive. And you become numb to the consequence. Yeah. Let, me, yeah. let me piggyback off of that. You become numb to the consequence, the consequence, because there are negative consequences, Lisa, to drink a Mountain Dew every day, Lisa. And you see the weight, Lisa, going on, Lisa, and you see what it's doing to your teeth. You're pretty pearly. But we choose to do it because at that time, the consequence, we don't we don't care. We become numb to it. We know that there are negative consequences. We know that. We know that. You know, doggone well, when you sleep with somebody else's husband, there's a chance that you could get found out and that woman going to blow your doggone brains out. Or, you know, it's going to um, destroy your family and their family, whatever it goes. You know, you know when you go gamble that rent money, you know, good and hell well, you're not going to win no money, money pay no rent. So now you ain't got nothing. You can gamble the way of money. You don't even have gas money to get home. You standing out there trying to figure out who you can call to explain yourself to get gas money to go home. But we become so, that's called a reprobate mind. Tell all somebody, that's a reprobate mind. 
that's when you just keep doing the stuff. You don't even, you're numb to the fact that you're even doing it because, as you said, it becomes so much second nature. It becomes so much a part. I mean, it is freaking automatic. Um, I, you know, man, oh, my goodness, I'm sure we all have thoughts. You know what I'm saying? And then we look up and we're like, God, okay, I'm in this situation. Why is it like the movie Groundhog Day? What is this hamster wheel? And it just keeps happening over and over and over. And you look up and you are in the exact, maybe the players are different. You know, maybe the people are different. Maybe the place is different. But the core circumstance, same thing. Over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And the if only I way. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're leading into what I was going to uh, mention. In doing that mm. bad behavior, you have to uh-huh. dig deeper as to why are you doing that bad behavior? Mm-hmm. What is that, you know, that you're running from, that you're hiding from, that you, you know, that you don't want to face? because that's also part of, of turning it around. If you if you eat ice cream, you know, like when you get upset, you have to recognize that, that you eat ice cream when you get upset so that you can um, oh recognize the trigger when, when it happens and then make a, a conscious decision, okay, I'm upset, but I'm not going to eat ice cream. Maybe I'll exercise. You know, maybe mm-hmm. I'll go walk, maybe I'll, you know, I'll listen to, to music. Um, and so mm-hmm. you, in our in our bad behavior, you know, I mean, there may be times when you're just doing it because, you know, it feels good. But a lot of times, depending on the behavior, it's something that you're, that you're running from, that you're trying to hide from, that you're, you know, yeah, trying yeah, not yeah. to face. Yes, mm-hmm. Pam. Yes, Pam. And, oh, Pam, thank you so much for saying that because I was just, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I was just going to say, you know, I am a, I, and maybe this is my my personal school thought, and I know it's not original, it's nothing, you know, but in my counseling uh, days, and this is just how I live my life, I know that everything starts with an I, meaning whatever it is that you're doing, it's never going to stop until you are honest until you do the work and get down to the root of why you're doing what you're doing. There is a reason why the person keeps gambling, why the person keeps lying, why the person keeps stealing, especially if you ain't got to lie and you ain't got to steal. You're just doing the stuff. There's a person why you keep, a reason why you keep having sex, going from person to person to person, and don't give a dang about nothing, and you just want from person to is whatever. Thanks. Bye. I don't know nothing about that, but... um. There's a reason why, you know, you treat people, why, you know, um, you sleep, whatever it is, whatever, because everybody got something. I don't care what nobody say. Everybody got something. Everybody has some sort of, you know, an addiction, the thing that they do that is not necessarily the healthiest. But I'm going to raise those. I'll be right back. Um, there's no reason. What am I saying? Why? Oh, there's always a reason why, you know, and it's just fascinating to me how we humans, when we do the stupid stuff that we do, the first thing we do is just say, um, you know, it's like we focus on the act, if that makes any sense. We focus on the thing that we do. 
and I really need to stop doing this, and I don't know why. But we, but we don't get that until we get down to the root. You know, that's my word, the root of why we are doing what we are doing is never going to stop. It's never going to. It's never going to end until you do the work, and that's the part that folks don't want to do. We don't want to do the work because then we're going to have to pull the scab off some stuff. Then we're going to have to open up some stuff. Then we're going to have to face some stuff. Then we're going to have to, what, tell the truth about some stuff. Hello? Mm -hmm. It's going to have to go down when you decide to do that work. But if we do not do the work, it will never end. And that's the truth. Because the root cause of why you're doing it is still there. And it doesn't happen by magic. And we don't like to tell the truth. We don't like to tell the truth. We like to play too much. We don't never want to tell the truth. You know, we don't want to tell the truth. Well, the reason why I keep, you know, going from person to person, from man to man to man, and then from men sometimes from woman to woman to woman, because of that thing that happened to me when I was younger. So now I'm angry. So now I want to hurt every man or every woman that I see. Because that person that did that thing to me, they weren't punished. Or I was powerless to punish them. So now I'm going to make everybody else pay for what they did. Mm-hmm. Or that husband that cheated on me. He cheated on me and he left me and, and went with that white girl. Come on, y'all. I'm going to tell the whole truth. He left me, I mean, this didn't happen to me, but, you know, I know it's happened to some folk, I know. He left me, and then he has a nerve to go with a white girl. So now I, I hate every white person I see, every white woman I see. I want to throw a dog on the road. You know, or, you know, I know I'm not supposed to steal. I know I'm not, but I grew up, we didn't never have enough when I was growing up. And if I didn't steal, I didn't eat. See, we don't want to revisit that. And until we revisit it, while we're doing it, it's not going to stop. And that's why I'm a staunch. See, I can't afford to play games with stuff. I've been through too much. And God's greater, uh, great favor and mercy has carried me through too much for me at this point in time for me to play games with stuff. I mm-hmm. have to be honest. I have to be transparent because I ain't never going back there. I don't know if anybody can hear me. I ain't never going back there. It took me, it was hell, and it took me too long to get out. And there are too many people who sacrifice too much of their sanity, too much of their spirit, too much of their mind, body, for me to help me out, for me to ever go back. So, see, I owe, I owe, I owe, I I can't go back. And I gotta help pull somebody else out of it because mm. too many people help pull me. Let me be quiet because I'm about to start. I'm going back on mute. <laughs> Anybody else? Now, if y'all want to pass the velveteen collection plate, it's cool. I do need some gas. (laughs) (laughs) 
thank you, God. Thank you, God. Okay. This is just us on the line. Yep. Okay. Wow. God is awesome. He is so awesome. For real, for real. Mm-mm-mm-mm. All right, so we don't want to go back. Oh, we don't want to go back. Okay. Any other questions, comments? Or what? Or twice? Okay. So just to wrap up this conversation, we were talking about um, remembrance. And so for, you know, your reflections this week between you and what Sam calls, I mentioned, the Holy Spirit, ask God to bring back to remembrance those things that you need to remember, you know, for him to use you for him to be able to assist you to go to your next level, to give you the strength that you need to take the next step in what he wants you to do. Because the thing is, what's holding you back may be what you have not remembered. Or it could be something totally different, but God will bring to your remembrance what you need to remember or he will bring to you what you need as far as in your spirit, soul, or body to make the next steps for your business, for your health, for your mental state, for whatever 
ministry he wants you to do. Erica, Pam, Lisa, me, whoever. Listen. We need to let the Holy Spirit give us our remembrance of things so that we can stay mentally and spiritually strong. And so, Father, we just thank you for this discussion today because it helped us to remember that it's not we ourselves, but you, the author and finisher of our faith, that helps us to get the understanding of what we remember to strengthen us and keep us in our walk with you. Lord, bring us back to where we need to be. Take us up to where we need to be. Order our steps because your word says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And so, Lord, we just want to be in your will. We want to be in the steps that you have put before each and every one of us because you you deal with us on an individual basis. Help us to hear your voice clearly. And we ask, O Lord, that you would just, every seed that has been sown today, let it have been sown in good ground so that you can water and give us the increase that we need as we go out and minister to those individuals you have crossed our path for our good but for your glory. And then for your sure we pray, amen. Amen. <clears throat> um, oh, Lord. Um, praying for all fullness. Well, for me, yeah, four or five. Um, Sam's three. He has three lists, right? The two individual plus the spiritual plus four. Okay, so praying for all four lists. Father God, we come to you first for the individuals um, that we pray for. From the the unknown, the person who tried to commit suicide, the person on the train platform, um, the street corner, to those we do know, Erica, Pam, Lisa, Sam, um, Arthur, Father, we cover the churches, the missionaries. Everybody, all the individuals, Father, and we just pray right now that this day, give them their daily bread. Let them receive your patience, your kindness, your meekness, your humbleness. Your, let them feel your grace and mercy. We speak that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. Give them protection, O oh God, from all violence 
and accidents. We speak that no weapon of sickness, illness, disease, infection, plague, or allergy from viruses, chemicals, fungal, man-made bacteria, bug bites, or parasites shall come against them and prosper. Um, Nothing that we eat, drink, breathe, or touch shall cause us mental or physical harm. A thousand shall fall on our side and ten thousand at our right hand, but none shall come near where we dwell. That's our body, our homes, the car, wherever we go today, our feet, our feet, our steps are blessed and protected because we put ourselves under the shadow of your wing, Father God. Guide us by day through the cloud and the pillar of fire by night. Let your Holy Spirit continue to go before us and we will follow. We will we will watch and stay prayerful to be continually under your protection, O oh Lord. And we thank you in your advance for all that you do for us, our family, friends, and seven days of separation. In the name of your show, we pray. Amen. And so we also come for the um, the spiritual list, our knowledge, wisdom, understanding, and discerning power, as well as the he, what's the big word he uses? Oh, my Lord. Um, I can't even think of it today. <clears throat> but having a supernatural healing, a supernatural regeneration, a supernatural um, youth revival in our spirit, oh God. Um, synergistic levels where our spirit, soul, and body light up and are, are back up in alignment with you, Lord. You have given us spiritual gifts as well as a spiritual um, insight. So, God, we just pray that those things increase from today's discussion. Help us reflect and meditate on what has been said today because you have led and given and abided in this conversation, oh God. And we just thank you for enlightening us in your presence, letting us know that we are, we are who you say we are. We are on the right track, oh God, for our, for our good and for your glory. Just let us continue to reflect you. Continue to shine your light through us for the world to see so that they can be drawn unto you. And we just thank you in advance for your loving kindness that you give to us on a daily basis. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, is there anybody who wants individual prayer? You can pray for me. All right, Ms. Um, I'm going to read these two words of encouragement, and then I'm going to pray for you. It says, you can do this. This is for anyone that hears this. You can do this. 
It is not beyond your ability to step into the light of my love and joy and peace. I come to bless you. I come to be in unity, to be one with you. I come to encourage you today that all I have spoken to you, I will accomplish in you. Be refreshed, be renewed, receive all that I have for you, says the Lord. The other encouraging word says, the decisions you make at this time will set the stage for changes that will endure and will establish and will establish a course of destiny. Make sure that your destination is heaven as you make my word a priority. I have called you out of darkness into light and truth. Set your compass and stay the course, says the Lord. And the reference is First Peter 2 and 9. But you are a chosen generation. a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And my word for you today, Ms. Pam, is just to continue. Continue what you've been doing. Continue the way you've been going. And don't stop. Um, don't stop the fast. Don't stop the the search. Don't stop the walk. One second. Don't stop the walk. Don't stop. Because the thing is, you know how we you know how it is. Once we stop, we never we never we never start where we stop at because we forget that word again. We either forget or we remember. There's really nowhere in between. Because the in between is a whole different um, version of the truth. So continue in what you've been doing. Continue in God is God is blessing. God is blessing. It's coming. It's coming, and when it manifests itself. It is going to be awesome. We just have to stay in the boat, as Stan said. Just stay in the boat. And that's my word for you today, Ms. Pam. Amen. Anybody else? I'm sorry. I've been moving around. Did you pray for me? Oh, no. Uh, okay. I was praying. Okay, I'm gonna pray. <laughs> oh, Miss Erica, I got yes, it. Okay. All right. 
Um, are you barbecuing? Do I need to come to Atlanta and get a plate? Uh, sadly, I'm not. Man, I'm just. And my daughter sitting back here trying to be smart. Tell me if we were barbecuing, I wouldn't be cooking. <laughs> but you already know different because you know what all we do when we at Sam's house. It's just when yeah. I'm saying you don't cook here. When I'm at home here. When I'm at home, once you once you raise children and you do everything, you leave you make them do something. So you she's right. I don't cook at home because I don't have to. Now <laughs> Because <laughs> I had to do it for so many years. They ate three meals a day plus some, so they're good now. They're self-sufficient. They need to help me out. Amen. But, yes, ma'am, I would appreciate it if you would pray for me. Thank you. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought it was just me. Praise God. <laughs> oh, Lord, thank you. All right. So we pray for Erica's football team first. Um. Oh, thank you, God. Oh, Lord. Nope. Okay. All right. So, Father, we just we come for Erica's football team because you've already made her head coach. Well, we just thank you because of the example that she has set forth are being followed. And we just thank you because of mm, all eyes are looking, all eyes are watching, and they are getting the understanding that you are real through her actions, oh God. And so, Lord, just continue to let their eyes be on her as they see you in her doing her awesome work. Oh, God, let them continue to discern who you are and all that she does as they walk by faith and not by sight toward you through her actions. And Lord, we just thank you for this woman of God. We ask that you will continue to watch over and keep her in all her ways as she acknowledges you, as she does your will, oh God. We just ask that you will just shore up her hedge of protection and her health mentally and spiritually and physically from her bone marrow, the molecule to the skin, oh God. Strengthen and keep her. Anything that is not of you, burn it out, oh God. Eradicate it, oh God. Kill it, and then let your Holy Ghost fire go through. Let your bomb go through. And then let your spirit rest and abide in all the areas that you vacate. That the enemy tried to take hold of any seeds that the enemy tried to plant in they are um sleeper cells, oh God, kill those as well, 
as trying to lay waste, as trying to put minds in her path, oh God. Show her so she can walk around the minefield of of life that the enemy tries to put before her to make it so that she doesn't make it to her end game. But, Lord, you've already established the levels. You have already established the steps. So you know how to help her walk around each and every trap and snare that the enemy has tried to put before her. Open her eyes so that she can see them, oh God. Because she will be not fighting against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world that's trying to hinder her from doing your will. Give her the strength to overcome it. And then there will be a show we pray. Amen. Okay. Is there anyone else who like prayer? Me, me, me. Who's me, me, me? You said who is me? Oh, Lisa. Okay. <laughs> you were sounding like Morgan for a minute. I'm like, Morgan woke up? Okay. All right. All right. She's been up my heart a lot lately, too. So I have to remember to pray for her before we get off the phone. Okay, well, we come for Lisa. I'm on the. Huh? I'm sorry, Maya pumped up the radio right when you were getting ready to. um. It started. I'm like, hold on, baby. I'm getting my prayer on. <laughs> oh, Maya, mini me. All right. All right, Lord. Okay. Um. Okay. Okay. All right, so, Lord, we just thank you for this woman of God. You have given her so many gifts, and you've given her so many assignments, and she's trying to do them all. And Lord, we just thank you that you have strengthened her and kept her to be able to do all that you have called her to do. Lord, as she prepares for the women's conference, um, just continue to keep her, continue to show her what you want to have revealed so that your glory will fill the room and all those in attendance will be able to walk away different than when they came in. And Lord, we just ask that you just continue to keep her in all her ways as she acknowledges you as she goes through her to her another level. To her another level. We ask that you watch over her kids, oh Lord. And her many me. Her daughters, her many knees, 
oh Lord, keep them, let them see the strength of her and continue to walk and try to strive to just be as strong as they are supposed to be for themselves. Let them see the relationship that she has with you and that they crave that same relationship for themselves, oh God. For their good, but for your glory. And then we assure we pray, amen. We come for Sam and Morgan and their family, friends, and seven degrees of separation. Lord, give them rest. Give them peace. The spiritual battles that they fight are tedious and tiring, but they've been standing on your promise that as long as they continue to do your will, you will give them peace. You will give them grace sufficient for the day. And so, Lord, give them this day their daily bread. Let them have this day of rest. Rule within them, O oh God. Strengthen them on every hand. Give them the energy they need to do all that they want to do today. Even if it's just to rest, O oh God, let them rest in peace, the spirit, soul, and body, so that they can be rejuvenated and revived with a new energy and a new insight and just a newness of life. Because it's you that do it, oh God, and not that they themselves. For their good and for your glory, and then we assure we pray, Amen. Amen. Um, is there anybody else who wants prayer? I would like to pray for us, if that's okay. If that's in order now. I'm sorry. I would like to pray for us, the women. Yeah. That's okay. Not to exclude the men, but you know, sometimes we need a little extra us and female folk. Um, so I would like to do that. Well, I'm stuck. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Gracious and heavenly Father, most sovereign God, we come before you this morning. We come before you first to thank you for this fellowship. Thank you for the sisterhood. Thank you for the hearts that desire to share and care and teach and learn. Father, we thank you for strength of transparency. We thank you that we have a mind to serve. We thank you that we have the heart to serve not just you but one another. Father, we thank you for the openness. We thank you for the gentle kindness. We thank you for the loving kindness that flows from heart to heart here on this line, Father. I just want to personally thank you for each individual on this line, all of the talents, all of the gifts, all of the blessings that each individual woman brings on this line, Father, including those women who may not be able to be on the call this morning. And so, Father, I 
I'm just coming before you asking a special blessing for each and every last woman that is represented on this line. Um, any children, not all of us have children, but even if we don't have children, our families, I'm just asking that you bless us, Father, that you give us a healthy portion of your anointing. So as we move forward, that we are able to share that, we're able to pass that with our children or down to our children, down to our families like tentacles, Father. We just ask that we just be that tree, that we just be that tree, and that all who eat off of the fruit of our tree will be blessed, Father. We ask this morning that you give us the strength, the wisdom, that the discernment, the knowledge, the understanding for us to walk in the Proverbs 31, Father. We want to be Proverbs 31 when we want to be virtuous and upright, Father. We want to walk in righteousness, Father. And so with that, we just ask that you just touch whatever it is that needs to happen, whatever it is that that needs to take place so that we are able to walk in the fullness of that which you will have for us to be, Father, not just in our purpose and not just in our destiny, but just in our womanhood in general. We know that women are the cradle of civilization. We know that, that women are the nurturers. We know that the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world, Father. And so as such, we just ask that you just make us right, Father, that you do any house cleaning that is necessary, anything that needs to be pulled out, Father, that is not like you, that is preventing us from walking in the fullness of our righteous womanhood, Father. I just ask today that you just pull it out, that you do any cleaning necessary, that you pack that, Father, any wounds that may still be oozing from the inside that we may not even be aware of. Father, we talked this morning on the line during the call about um, past, about past hurts, about things that have not healed, about the negative and, and, and um, unhealthy habits that developed as a result of surviving, as surviving, as a result of just trying to make it through and keep our sanity from the things that we have experienced, Father, but we no longer want to survive, Father. That is bare minimum, Father. We don't want to survive. We want to live. There is a difference. Survive, survive. Oh, my goodness. Survive, 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 survive. We've done that. We've done that. We're breathing. We're walking. We're talking. We're learning. We're teaching. We're fellowshipping. We have survived. We want to live. And so, Father, we just ask that you move us past mere survival and that you teach us how to live in the fullness of all that we have been called to do and be, Father. We want to live. We want to live fully, fruitfully, fruitfully. And so, Father, today I just ask that you just move us in that direction day by day moment by moment, second by second, you begin to reveal to us all that you will have for us to have, be, and do, Father, so that this life that you have gifted us with is lived in the full capacity. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Other prayers, points, uh, comments, concerns. Go 
All right, so if either Pam or Erica can pray us out here, this is this will be the end of the call. I appreciate everyone for getting up with me and um and fellowshipping um today. Okay. Um Erica, you want to do the closing prayer or you want me to? It, it, it doesn't matter. You can. Okay. <clears throat> Father, we just thank you for this call today. Um, it's interesting. Every time Sister Felicia says, you know, the call is not going to last that long today, it always ends around the same time. Um, Father, we thank you for the women that, got up and was obedient and got on the call this morning. Father, we thank you for the word that was shared. We thank you, Father, for for the opinions that were expressed, for the discernment, for the revelation. Father, I just pray that we each heard something on the call today and for anyone that, that takes the time to listen to the call at a later date, that something that was said on this call today touch someone, cause an epiphany, help someone to to open a door that they knew needed to be opened, but they just didn't have the, the, the courage to do so yet. Father, we always pray that our calls are helpful and that they will help people with their walk with you, Father, that will help people in their day-to-day. Father, we just thank you for, for the word that is shared, for the love that is shared on this call. Thank you, Father, for this call, for giving us a place to come to, to share in your word, to learn in your word, and to fellowship without judgment. Father, we thank you for your unconditional love, your mercy, and your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 All right, ladies, have a blessed day. I'll hear you in the morning. Okay. Oh, Erica. Yes. Are you going to be available? Can you, um, are you going to be available to speak at any point today? Yes. Okay. When you're available, because my day may be a little more flexible than yours. Um, give me a call when you can. That's something I want to talk to you about. Oh uh, well, you. I mean, you. I'm I'm available. So whenever you're ready, because okay. I don't I don't have any little people in my house. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh oh. All right. Well, then yeah. I will call you after the call. Okay. Cool beans. Okay. Oh, wait, I don't have your number in this phone. Call me because I don't have, you don't even have a doggone number. I'll I'll send you her number. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Because this is a different number that I'm calling on. I'll send it to you. Thank you. Ghetto problem. I'm just playing, y'all. All All right. (laughs) Bye-bye. Everyone have a blessed
you soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.